Welcome to the Media Insider, the podcast which gives you the secrets on how to get into the media. Every episode, I interview a commissioning editor or producer about exactly what stories and interviews they commission for their pages or programme and how you can pitch to them. I'm your host, Helen Croydon. I'm an author, a former journalist, and now I run a small PR practice called ThoughtLeadershipPR.com, helping business leaders, academics, entrepreneurs and public figures become better known as experts in their field. If you like this podcast, please tell your colleagues, share it on social media. That's how others find it. Well, this episode, I'm joined by Zina Al-Kayat, who founded and publishes Bloom Magazine, a gardening and nature publication. She comes from the book publishing world and was a commissioner for Hachette Books and Quadrille. So loads of commissioning experience there. Welcome, Zina. Oh, thank you, Helen. Thanks. So you founded a magazine from scratch. I mean, uh, that's that's quite a feat. <laughs> Just tell us um, a little bit about, you know, give us a top line overview of how the magazine is made up and whether there are any regular slots or features that are worth mentioning. Okay, so Bloom is an independent magazine. So from cover to back cover, it's very editorial heavy. So there isn't really any ads or advertorials that sort of interrupt the content. So we have loads of content. An overview of the magazine would be that it's split into sort of three sections. Um, The first third is practical. So we look for stories of like how to in the garden or how to in the outdoors. So um, that could be something like, you know, how to prune your roses or how to grow sweet peas, how to build supports for your plants. It could be how to uh, forage in winter, like what to do with the pine cones that you find. And it could be um, how to clean your bee hotel, things like that. So quite expert people that we commission to do those stories, people who really know their stuff and who can like take a reader through exactly how you can do this. And then the, the sort of middle section is features. And that's a much kind of wider view of gardening and nature. And it's really stories that capture people's imagination, I think, or take them to a different place or challenge them to think about nature and, and the wider world in a slightly different different way they can occasionally be a bit esoteric they can be really functional kind of grounded in a specific place in the UK or beyond they can be about a person or a garden but really there we're looking for unique and kind of exciting stories different angles on nature and gardening and then the very final section is a lot of content you would normally find in in mainstream trade magazines so we do uh, we cover books We try and cover them in slightly different ways to just kind of straightforward reviews. Indoor gardening, so house plants, craft, floristry. We do like a single page back cover interview, um, which is always with quite a high profile person. And we do recipes with some really big chefs as well and a shopping page. So like that back bit is that kind of busy, kind of get stuck into lots of little things. So yeah, that's that's the three main elements that we try to commission across. Okay, brilliant. And what are the readership figures and where can we where can we get hold of a copy? Well, we are mostly um, based in the UK. We've got about 100 stockists in the UK. We sell through our website, so we have a subscription, so you can order that way. And then our biggest kind of markets outside of the UK are a small concentration in Europe and then the US. 
in the US we're stocked in Barnes and Noble and Whole Foods. So we have a good kind of um, readership there as well. So before we get on to, you know, how it's planned and how you commission, um, when did you start it and what was the reason behind it? Because I know that you were in book publishing and, and then you left to start it. So why did you want to do that? Yeah, there's a, there's a few reasons. I think if we're focusing on commissioning, one of the frustrations of commissioning within publishing was that it can sometimes be quite slow to see an idea that you want to commission come to life, uh, but publishing a book can take a really long time. And I originally, before I moved into publishing, I was working at Time Out London and, you know, that weekly turnaround of like content was, it was really high energy and like exciting and challenging. And I publishing by comparison felt quite slow. Um, and I really wanted to commission more in the gardening and nature area. It was just quite a slow journey, trying to get those books signed off, trying to get authors attached to those books and, and push them through. Um, and then at the same time, I had just moved into a house and it, I had my first garden and I was just sort of completely stuck and didn't really have anywhere to turn. And every every publication, you know, whether that be a book or a magazine, just felt quite old fashioned and also didn't really speak to me as a sort of young urban living non-white person I think those two things just collided and I just thought right well I can just do this myself and yeah that's how how Bloom came about. So talk us through the planning process I know you published it who's involved in that planning and commissioning stage and how's it done and, and what's the time frame? When I first launched it in 2018, I asked a former colleague of mine, Laura Morrison, whether she wanted to come on this crazy journey with me. And she's the editor. And together, we map out the content. So we don't live near each other. So I'm in London and she's in Falmouth in Cornwall. But she is a really passionate gardener and really very kind of connected to nature herself. She's really just interested in the sort of more unusual stories, I think, and has just been an amazing person to work with. So we get on calls, basically. We'll get on a call like every, I don't know, two months maybe, so not that frequently, and just have a big chat about all the things we've seen, the things we've read, the people we've come across, what's exciting to us at this particular moment, what we think would work seasonally. And then we just sort of arrive at a flat plan from a few of those conversations. When we're in planning mode, we might have a few more conversations than every couple of months. And actually this year, she's been um, on maternity leave. So I've just done it on my own for a few issues. And it's much harder to do it alone because you've got no one to kind of bounce ideas off. No one you're thinking of is crazy um, and sort of no sort of extra support. So I do miss her and she'll be back soon. But yeah, we basically plan it remotely. So do you get a lot of pitches, either from PRs or from members of the public who just want to get their stuff into the media? Yeah, yeah, we do. Absolutely. It's really lovely, actually. We get a couple of pitches a day, maybe two or three pitches from writers or um, the public a day, um, and a couple from illustrators and a few from photographers. And then from PRs, it has been a little bit slow I think at the beginning they, they sort of didn't realize how successful Bloom was going to be maybe they hadn't come across it and whereas now three years later yeah we have a lot of PR emails to sort of sift through as well so yeah the inbox gets a bit manic 
Oh, really? So how do you know what is a good, you know, what would you class as a good pitch and a bad pitch? This is such a difficult thing to pin down because sometimes when you see what would potentially be a bad pitch, if if you as a commissioner just see something in it, it catches you at just the right moment, it's exactly what you were looking for, and then somehow you will still follow up on it. But there are some classic things, just some like simple rules to look for. I think that if you're pitching something that is practical, um, are you an expert? It sounds really obvious, but do you actually know about this subject or is it just something you're passionate about? We get so many pitches. I mean, honestly, unbelievable amounts of pitches saying, I really love foraging or I really love wild food or or, I I love um, eating weeds. Can I write a piece about it? And an expert in this, I feel like if it's something that specialist the commissioner is always going to want to speak to somebody who's a specialist in that area. And the the other things would be, is there a unique angle on this story? So another real classic one we get pitched daily, really, honestly, daily, is um, can I write you a piece on how gardening is good for your mental health? I, I would say to the people who pitch that, thank you very much. That's just lovely and absolutely gardening is good for your mental health. Being outdoors is good for your mental health. But Bloom in its entirety suggests that specific angle is there to help us create a story from that. And, you know, it's totally possible. So in this current issue, um, we've got a really amazing story that was pitched about how um, walking outside is good for your mental health. So how walking in nature specifically combined are good for you. And the journalist found um, an amazing therapist um, who um, operates under the name White Peak Ruth, I think, White Peak Wellbeing, and he went for a walk with her. So he booked a therapy session and they went out to the Peak District and they walked and he had that, um, you know, that kind of full experience with her outside and then he could come back and he wrote a, a really brilliant piece about how walking and nature can help you process your problems, help you think through things. And it's the physical act of putting one foot in front of the other outside that helps open up your mind in that way. And he had that expert input from an actual therapist who takes her sessions outside. So yes, mental health, outdoors, we know, but what can we do to kind of bring a new twist to it? Um, And then I guess the last thing would be, have you thought through it in its entirety is are you pitching it in enough time for us to actually do it for the right magazine we work seasonally so we have spring summer and autumn um is there a photographer involved can you get pictures do you have access to the person that you are wanting to interview for this basically have you ticked all the boxes is it a complete pitch or is there a, a, a top line idea here with none of the crux and on what the the people that pitch to you to write, um, is that a mixture of writers who pitch to you, or do you often scout for experts yourself to write things? So um, just before our call, I did some really minor <laughs> research and looking back, um, flicking through the magazines to see how much we commission and how much we based on pitches and how much we commission based on our own ideas. So we have about thirty slots that are potentially commissionable and in the last um, 
in issue eight, we commissioned two two pitched pieces. And in issue nine, it was four. And in issue 10, it was five. So it's about 10%, which is not very much. Or 10% who pitch to you. And then the rest, you are going to experts and asking them to write things. So if you think about how many pitches we get a week, it's it's just an absolute drop in the ocean in terms of like what we actually commission. Um, and the people who are successful, I think, are the people who who have kind of thought it through. They know the magazine. They know the kind of content that we would run with, the kind of stories that we like, and have been able to just nail it. Yeah, which, like I say, two in in a whole magazine is just not very much. Yeah, and. Have you got any examples of funny or brilliant or terrible pictures? I've got examples of really great stories. And I think the thing that really confuses people who are wanting to pitch is they think it's the pitch. They think it's what they say in the email, they, how they address you or what information they put. Is the email too long? Is the email too short? Honestly, it's the story that matters. So I can't remember this being the world's best pitch, but it's one of my favourite stories that we've run. And it was um, actually a student and not an experienced writer. And she had um, just finished an anthropology degree and she'd spent some time in a convent in France with some nuns who had turned to permaculture, which is a type of gardening. And they were gardening the land around their nunnery in a way that helped them get closer to God. And this was just such an interesting idea that, you know, and also a brilliant visual story, the idea of nuns gardening, it instantly made you, you could almost see the photography for that and how cool it would be. That was a story that just, I didn't really have much pause about. I was like, that's brilliant. Let's, let's totally do that. And it's great. I mean, it's in issue 10 and it turned out brilliantly French nuns gardening. It's great. <laughs> like, it's, really need a strong pitch it was a strong story so yeah I think we don't really tend to get funny ones but like I say we get a similar sort of story and and also sometimes we get ones where people have taken the time to introduce themselves which is lovely and occasionally you can find amazing people that way so they'll say I'm such and such I love the outdoors is there anything I can do for you and it's quite difficult to commission when someone's just introducing themselves. It's quite difficult to then go on and commission them because they haven't really given you much to go on. I think they're possibly the weakest sorts of pitches. I think always pitch with an idea, um, even if it's just not the best idea. At least it gives the commissioner some sense of what you're about and what interests you. Now, Bloom have recently, you told me, done a deal with a book publishing house. We have because you're going to publish books. So tell me more about that. Yeah, so this is quite nice because it just means I get to tie up my kind of journalism and my book publishing together. So we've just commissioned a whole list of books for next year and they play on um, the kind of bloom themes. So it's either a celebration of nature or it's a more practical kind of gardening book. And we've worked partly with people that we know through bloom um, and partly finding new talent. And one 
sort of series of books are these really beautiful little handbooks that are on single subjects. So that's a really handy word to know, actually, in book publishing, single subjects. So one's on shade gardening and one's on cut flowers. So how to grow flowers that you can cut and bring indoors and, and turn into floral arrangements. And then we've got a book coming out this November called Into Green, which is a more meditative kind of soulful book I think about how we can all foster our relationship with the outdoors and how we can find kind of deeper happiness by being outdoors and it's it's sort of more on the gift end of publishing. And Jubilee this is a new thing so you are on the lookout for ideas from potential authors for topics so what sort of things are you on the lookout for? We're looking for things that are a fresh take on classic subjects. So obviously gardening publishing has been around since publishing began and anything that could have been written about has been written about. So we're not looking to reinvent the wheel. We're looking for a contemporary and fresh approach to a very classic subject. A lot has changed in the way that we see nature and our place in it. given that we are part of nature and I think people who have connected to those changes and kind of understand you know our new sort of I guess our place within nature and how we can support ourselves and support the environment the people who have kind of understood that shift are the people we kind of tend to work with and the people who have the sort of strongest ideas I think that work for Bloom and in terms of book publishing, that's what we're looking for, the people who have grasped that new, sort of new approach. And then will they be published by Bloom or in partnership with an external publisher? So Francis Lincoln is a heritage gardening publisher. They publish books with Q and RHS and, and have a wealth of amazing authors, gardening authors. And so Bloom is going to be published by them and branded Bloom. Um, so yeah, co-publishing. And are you going to be actively scouting for writers or are you waiting for writers to send their ideas to you? The ones that we've got now were scouted, I guess, if that's the word. Yeah. And um, I have two concepts currently that I'm looking for authors for so oftentimes I'm just waiting to find just the right person and they they might not know it they might not know that I'm looking for them specifically but um, in publishing there is a lot of kind of secret stalking of um, potential authors yeah and it does tend to happen that way so many authors haven't pitched their books because yes I think the difficulty is is that publishers almost always know what they want and if they're going out and look for the author rather than the author coming to them. Sina, that's really, really useful information. Is there anything else you want to add? Are there any trends uh, that you've observed that you'd like to add? One thing that is good that we're seeing more of but could definitely like be improved on is just a, a sort of interest and in, an openness to commissioning different voices and, and different types of experience. So we, we don't actually work with many um, really old school journalists we try to find new voices and people who have different experiences of nature and do you pay your writers yes yeah yeah we do that's good to hear because many publications don't it's modest but <laughs> we do pay them Zina Alkaya thanks so much for sharing your insights oh thanks Helen Thanks for listening to The Media Insider. Please share this podcast or rate it on your podcast app. That's how others find it. If you're keen to get into the media or get your message and expertise more widely known, then visit thoughtleadershippr.com and see how I could help. Or find me on Twitter. Just search Helen Croydon. Good luck with your pitching.